Everybody knows that true crime can be a real buzz killer. So why not pair it with a nice glass of wine? Join us, Macy and Nicole, the hosts of Buzzkillers, a true crime podcast, as we drink our way through new bottles of wine every week while navigating true crime cases, conspiracy theories, and even some spooky haunts. The deep dives are kept light with banter and personal tales, and even the occasional boozy hiccup. Listeners are encouraged to grab a drink of any kind and tune in every Sunday as we tell the tales of the wicked that plague this world. Buzzkillers can be streamed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and anywhere else you like to listen. Check out our website, www.buzzkillerspodcast.com, for more information. Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Hey, what's, what's up, up, you guys? guys? Okay. <laughs> hey, what's up, you guys? We already said it. We I did a know. good one. Okay. Um. Well, guys, it is spooky week. Spooky, spooky week. Spooky. <laughs> we are talking about something spooky. What are we talking about today, Haley? Uh, Area Fifty. Oh, I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, we are talking about the Lollary Mansion. Fun, fun. All right, <laughs> yeah. Um, so as usual, per use, as the cool kids say, is that what the cool kids say? I don't, I oh, don't know anymore. I'm never, not a part of that anymore. I would never know. Um, so per usual, Haley's gonna bring you the historical facts. I'm gonna bring you a few spooky facts and stories. And then we're going to wrap it on up. So, Haley, you want to take it away? Diving right into the history, baby. And, like, it's, like, history that you could have, like, researched within, like, an hour. So, it's not, <laughs> it's not like, that in-depth. Don't yeah, get, sorry, don't guys. Get any of you experts out there about the, you know, New Orleans area and, like, the Lollary mentioned specifically... Don't come for us. That's my disclaimer. Yeah, I was going to say, please don't, because I will cry, because I definitely did not try as hard as I could. Anyway. Uh, our podcast, I was going to say, our podcast is definitely aimed towards people who know nothing about the topic. Uh-huh. It's going to scratch the surface at the top, and yeah. then like we're going to spook you a little bit, and then we're going to go on our way. We're not deep divers at all. <laughs> Nope. We know a little bit about everything. So we're gonna dive right into the Lollary Mansion. If any of y'all want to like figure out where this place is, the address or go to this place. I mean, the address is one one three eight Royal Street, New Orleans, Louisiana seven zero one one six. You're welcome, Google Maps. Let's go. Anyway, you can take a ghost tour. Yeah, for yeah. us since we don't live there. <laughs> Yes, they they do do they do do ghost tours right now. <laughs> um, it is called the Lollary Mansion because that is the last name of the people that lived in this mansion. Unique. Surprise! So unique, so unique. <laughs> but anyway, so the main person 
that lived in this mansion. Her name, yes, it is a female. Uh, her name is uh, Delphine Lollery or Madame Delphine Lollery. She had a lot of names. <laughs> and so she, in the lore or whatever, it, it's very. It's confusing slightly. Like, it's like the same story, but there's like multiple ways that this story can go of her. Like, I've heard she's a good person. I've heard she's like the devil. So, from what I have learned about her, is that she did not do very well in like the love department. Mm. She's been married three times. Damn. And widowed twice. So that's a little sus. <laughs> I was like, is she killing her husbands? But no, no, no. So her first hubby, hubby, I know. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's actually be, be back it up to when she, when she was born. So Marie Delphine McCarty. Oh, she was born March 19th, 1787. Um, the McCartys are, they were very wealthy and politically powerful. And, uh, this was also, this was in New Orleans. For some reason, I thought it was France at first. And then the more I, de- like, actually looked, it said that she was born in New Orleans. I was like, oh, okay, that makes <laughs> sense. But there is a lot of back and forth between New Orleans and, uh, France. Oh. Um, but yes, extremely powerful, wealthy family. Um, her family consisted of many military officers, planters, and merchants, uh, managed multiple real estates, and had a lot of slaves. According to some legend, though, the reason why she did some of the things she did, um, her uncle was supposedly killed by one of his slaves. Mm-hmm. So, do you know that already? No. Oh, okay. I can't ever tell. I'm just listening to oh. the story. <laughs> but supposedly one of her, her uncles was killed by one of her slaves. So she basically vowed to never let them ever have power over her. Like mm. her whole thing was, so she is known as a serial killer. If you, if yeah. we haven't talked about that yet, but she is known as a serial killer. And she um, is said to have tortured and murdered multiple in, in the hundreds of um, slaves yeah. that she owned. Which is awful. But right. there's no history of her really doing that until after her third husband. So that's why it's kind of like... Anyway. But... Alright. So her first husband she met... Uh, she married June 11th in... June 11th, 1800. She was only 13. Oof. That's gross. I was like... Ugh. How old was her husband? Ugh. I don't know, but old enough to be in the military. Oh. I don't know if that says much for the time, but I don't know. I either. thought you had to be like eighteen. Anyway, so yes, June eleventh, eighteen hundred, she married uh, Don. He was a high-ranking Spanish officer. Um, over four years, they traveled through Spain. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they ever separated. I don't know if he was, like, stationed somewhere, like, he got sent somewhere or what. But I guess on his on his way 
to um, Madrid, mm-hmm. he ended up passing away. He ended up dying in Havana oh. or Havana, however you say it. And she was not with him. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, oh, okay, I guess she didn't kill him. <laughs> but she was not with him. And then she ended up giving, within those four years, um, she gave birth to the, her first daughter, mm-hmm. who um, her name was Marie. Uh, her nickname was Borquita. Okay. Which I was like, I know that name. So, for all of you American Horror Story fans out there, <laughs> like myself and Catherine. Yes. Season three, Coven, which is my all-time favorite. I don't know if it's yours. But my all-time favorite season with the witches in New Orleans and everything. We meet Madame LaLaurie. Mm-hmm. And she is played by amazing Kathy Bates. Yes. And for some reason, the, the only daughter's name I remember is Borquita. <laughs> and I was like, when I read that, I was like, oh, shit, that's okay. <laughs> um, but from what I've researched, they definitely did they did uh, depict accurately of what I've, what I've even researched of her. Because I literally felt like I was just rewatching American Horror Story, <laughs> um, but um, but yeah. So um, and then in June, which I thought was interesting, because she got married in June on her first and uh-huh. second marriage. I don't know about her third, wow. but June eighteen oh eight, she married Jean Blanc. I hope Blanc. That, I hope that's how <laughs> I said it. He ended up buying property. I was reading too fast and I put bought the property so that the house is on, but that was no. wrong. It was another house property in the area. <laughs> he bought property. They ended up having four more fucking kids. Holy moly. They know it's called. She has a that? total of six kids. Ugh. Um I don't know where the other one came from. Oh yeah. wait. Yeah I do. Never mind. <laughs> I forgot about the third one. The third marriage. Because there's a part. But I'm just saying, this lady. I don't know. Do you want to know the names of her kids? Sure. Can her you four, tell me them? Yes. Okay. I wrote them down. Okay. Her four kids that she had with this man. Marie Louise Pauline. So the second daughter was also named Marie? Yes. Wow. Third kid. Louise Marie Lore. <laughs> Fourth kid. Marie Louise Jean. So they must have called them by their, you know, like by Paula, Lord, Jean. Because, like, they can't call them all Marie. I know. And then the last one was Jean Pierre Paulin Blanc. (laughs) Sorry. I'm saying, I don't know. <laughs> That's just like everyone's names all mixed together. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I was like, they literally like, it's like they put all the names on a piece of paper yeah. and then like, or like a <laughs> dice and like jumbled it up and then just wrote down what they got. I was like, I was reading them and I thought I was having like a stroke because I was just like, Marie, 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 Marie. <laughs> but unfortunately, in 1816... Tragedy struck again oh, under mysterious no. circumstances, and her second husband 
passed away. Oh, no. I don't know if she was there this time or not. It didn't say. <laughs> Uh, 1825, she married Leonard Louis Nicholas Lollery. This is the guy. This is the guy. Okay. This is the doctor guy. Okay. Um, he was a physician or he, I guess, technically in today's times, he would be considered a chiropractor. Oh. So she met him mm-hmm. because he was her daughter's doctor. Okay physician whatever um because she was unfortunately born with some deformities in her spine oh. and it caused her to become extremely ill and um nothing like she basically was not getting better um and it, it was just kind of confusing on how like it went from that to yeah them being married because literally it just says they met because of her daughter being ha- having issues with her spine right. and then nothing helping her daughter and then she slowly like fell for him, and uh, but she was like, she was twenty years older than him. Ooh, which How I'm old like, was he? Which I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to do that I'm math confused. now. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to do that math now so mentally. She- <laughs> Let's see, she was born in 1787. Okay, so when did she marry this guy? 1825. So she was... 40-something. I said he was like 20-something. Okay. It's a little gross. He was 18. Uh, Sorry. Um, which would be like the same age as one of her kids. That's gross. Okay. But also, like... I'm confused. How is an eighteen-year-old practicing like helping a a child with back deformities or something? Like I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like all I can say is times were different. That's all I, <laughs> I know, say. right? Like I know it's not the same back then. I know. I'm just saying that it just seems unlikely that there's a doctor that's eighteen years old anywhere. Um, and then this is the part that I found um kind of messed up, or it was. Another part that's messed up. <laughs> yeah, another part. Yeah, this is not the main part that's messed up. Um, so Sully fell in love. Twenty year age gap. Leonard ended up going back to France. Oh, don't know why. Whatever. That's weird. Yeah. Um, and I guess his brother convinced him to come back. Were they already married? No. Oh, they, they were weren't just married like, yet. This is why they were just like. They were at least fucking <laughs> because what I'm about to say is a quote that I found and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so one of my articles I was reading, this is a quote from it. So basically his brother convinced him to come back and the quote says, after all, Lewis had impregnated Delphine. Nothing else could be done but marry her. <gasps> That's crazy. I was like bitch <laughs> what the fuck wow fucking the doctor mm-hmm. he he was running away mm-hmm. I don't think he wanted to marry that woman mm-hmm. so I was like sounds like entrapment to me yeah right <laughs> alright so 1831 time jump uh, how many years six oh, okay well yeah <laughs> someone 
Yeah, okay. so they got they got married in 1825. Okay. Uh, 1831, she bought the property. The property. The, the property. mansion. And I put with the house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, her and her husband and two of their children mm-hmm. lived there. Um, they apparently did not have a happy marriage. Shocker. No. <laughs> Shocker. I know. I know. Uh, neighbors said that they constantly constantly heard them arguing yeah and i was like really shocker really <laughs> you entrap me with this baby i don't even want the baby <laughs> i was only 18 <laughs> i was young and dumb and a doctor <laughs> and you're old <laughs> but um he eventually did pack up and he left in the early months of 1834. Again. Yes. He skadoodled. Yeah. But like this was the last time or was he... So, I was a little confused because in one article it says he left. One article says that they applied for divorce mm-hmm. or separation. And then before it could get filed mm-hmm. is when the fire happened. Yeah. And he actually never did leave. So, oh. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Okay. I don't know for sure. Okay. But, but he was at least planning to leave. Yes. And then... Like, bye, bitch. Yeah. Kaboom. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it was rumored that him leaving mm-hmm. drove her mad. And rumors spread around that she was harming her slaves. And 1833 was the incident that brought light to some situations Mm. um it was a a little girl one of her young slaves i think she was 12 Mm -hmm. um named leah uh she had fallen to her death from the courtyard yes and i did see a little bit more later i guess some some neighbors claim they saw lollary chasing her with a whip Uh and then she basically jumped off herself yeah. to basically avoid punishment because it was just going to be worse right. than death itself. Um, and it was all because she was brushing her hair and she caught her hair in like a snag. And that was the whole of her getting mad at her. Oh my goodness. I was like, are you fucking serious, lady? So yeah, so that incident caused an investigation to happen. And... um. I'm guessing they found some things that were concerning, so they uh, they ended up setting them free, yeah. all of her slaves. But she slowly ended up getting buying them one by one back. But yes, so next comes the big the, the big kablooey. Um, April tenth, eighteen thirty four. There was a fire. Mm-hmm. The fire was supposedly they the firefighters saw. Saw that it came, it started in the kitchen. It is, it was um, said that there was a, a slave that was chained to the stove mm-hmm. and she had purposely set the kitchen on fire. Mm-hmm. It was a suicide attempt, she said, mm-hmm. because again, the punishment would have been worse. Right. Um, some say that it was so that. It would draw attention and then people would discover what was going on. Right. I mean, either way. Um, 
But yeah, so there was a big fire. It destroyed only parts of the house. Um, upon the arrival of the firefighters, they found seven slaves who were in the upper part of the house. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing like the attic area. Yeah. Um, that had been tortured, chained, and starved. They were taken to Cabildo. There they received medical treatment, um, food and drink. And of course, after this discovery, the uh, townsfolk were, you know, pissed. Yeah. (laughs) They were mad. Rightfully so. (laughs) And so they gathered a big group of people and Mm -hmm. they waited outside the house for action to be taken. Like an arrest mm-hmm. or something. Nothing was done. Of course. Because, I mean, even today we have that problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, nothing happened. So they decided to, you know, uh, grab pitchforks and torches. Not really, but they just decided to. Figuratively, grab your pitchfork. Yeah, <laughs> they, they decided to, you know, riot yes. and destroy the house. So they they destroyed what? remained of the house Mm -hmm. and it was to the point where the next morning basically the house was gone (laughs) like it wasn't there anymore yeah and um in the newspaper it the next morning it did have lollarie in there and it depicted her saying that she was a monster demon in the shape of a woman Mm. and fury itself escaped from hell these are some of what I'm about to say are some of the worst things that I read that could have possibly been done to these people. Mm-hmm. They did show some of these in American Horror Stories. So, if you warning. saw Coven, yeah, you, you saw, know. <laughs> yeah, when I was writing it down, I was like, "Oh, that's where they got it from." <laughs> um, but some are saying that this is the exaggerated version and it's lore and I really fucking hope so. Um, But there was five specific slaves that were found. Even though it said seven. But these five were like the worst ones. Um, One had their bones broken and set in unnatural ways so that the limbs were bent and they compared it to like a crab. Oh. Um. And there was another one had a hole drilled in their skull, and then a wooden spoon was in it. Oh. And it was like to like stir up the brain. Oh. The other one said the skin was peeled back to expose tissue and muscles. That one. That one's an American Horror Story, but it's mm-hmm. just the face. <laughs> Um, another one was intestines were out and wrapped around their waist. And then another, the last one was covered in honey and black ants. Yeah. Uh, legend says that the lucky ones were found dead, which, yeah, that's really bad. Um, so that that was um most 
of the that's basically all the history of that house yeah. entirely. Um, like I said, a lot of it is exaggerated, supposedly stories and hearsay. Um, but when they were re- they did rebuild the house, so yeah. the building that stands today is not the original one. Right. Um, there were many skeletons found Ugh. under the house. Um. I bet you, even though that that may be exaggerated for like the lore, that whatever was done to them was still, still really severe. Yeah. Um. One thing that I did see, it said that some were, um, you know, like you know, chained mm-hmm. by their necks. They were hanging by their necks. Um. There was one that said that they would have like spiked collars on. Mm. or iron collars to where they had to like hold their head up in like a weird position Mm -hmm. for so long um just inhumane shit like that yeah which that seems more like which also slavery was also inhumane we understand that too but like (laughs) but on top of it extra inhumane like (laughs) on top of everything like these people are already going through shit man yeah and then you got to do that shit. Yeah. Like, they're not some experiment experimental beings that you yeah. can. Yeah, it's it's awful. Um, but yeah, they they found a lot of human skeletons underneath the house, uh, different positions. There were some holes in skulls. Uh, they were barely even covered. So it's like she didn't fucking care. So they just like tossed them under the house. Yeah. Ugh. Um, and then she basically just fucking ran. <laughs> like, there's no records really of what happened to her other than that she died in France in December 7th, 1949. So, did, like, the city take over the lot or, like, the place and rebuild it? Or, like, what, how did they rebuild it to what it is now? So, they, they did rebuild it. And I don't have, like, the dates or anything but i just know what it's been so like stay in her family at all no so none of the kids got it no okay not that i've saw yeah maybe but Uh no um all i know is that it it ended up becoming a public school okay it also was a music school apartment building Mm -hmm. and then it was um a refuge for young delinquents. Okay. A bar. Oh. A furniture store. Well, and luxury apartments. It's sad, but I have one fun... I mean, it's not sad, but... I have a fun fact to fun kind fact? of... Kind of not... <laughs> get over, to get over the sadness. What's our fun fact that'll help... Help me turn my frown upside down, Haley. Nicholas Cage bought this house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, you did smile, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Nick Cage, ladies and gentlemen, um, he bought the house in 2007. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much do you think he bought this for? <gasps> I love this game. <laughs> Five million. Uh, lower. Oh, two million. Higher. 3.5 million. Right on the dot. First well, guess. Well, <laughs> after editing. <Yeah. laughs> Technically, so three point four five. 
million. Wow, I'm good at this game in editing. But <laughs> in editing. So he bought it for $3.45 million. Uh-huh. Um, he did not have it for very long. Yeah. Uh, two years later, it ha- it was auctioned off and listed for $3.5 million. That's why I was like, because <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he did, Nicolas Cage did go bankrupt and his career <laughs> went down, spiraling downhill, yeah. is what it said. Um, I have a lot something of- about that. You I have something about oh, that. Oh, you do? Yeah. Hey. Uh. Um, it was speculated that it's the curse of the Lollary House. Yep. And I was like, oh, oh <laughs> maybe. Or. Or. It's or. Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah. Well, he did come out with a movie, the whatever, the spectacular, whatever the fuck it's called. Just recently. Oh, the unbearable weight of. Yeah. Talent or something. Massive talent. I Massive think talent, like, yeah. yeah. So. It's just the problem is, is that Nicolas Cage. Again, just like Jenna Marbles said, the wise woman Jenna Marbles, he either has really good movies or really bad movies. There's no in between. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's very true. Um, But yes, so in 2009, it went up, it was listed for $3.5 million in an auction. Yes. And um, for $2.3 million. Uh Uh-huh. Regions Financial Corporation bought it. I don't know what for. Okay. Um, and it stayed with them for only a year, actually, because in 2010, then Michael Whalen, who is the current owner, uh-huh. uh huh, bought it for 2.1 million dollars. Oh, a deal. A steal. <laughs> and that Cage is like, I paid 3.5, 3.45. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, that that is the history. Well, I guess since we just talked about the curse of the building, I'll start there with my <gasps> spooky part. Yes. Um, like you said, it's been owned by many people, including the one and only Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly he had stayed in the lo- the mansion one night and one night only. And he left in the middle of the supposedly left. I don't know if it's true. That's why I keep saying supposedly because I don't want anyone to be like, that never happened. Supposedly he left in the middle of the night and never went back. Like he let his friends have a party in that mansion, but he never went back to like spend the night there and sleep there. Um, Was he scared of it? I wonder why. (laughs) Um, But supposedly a lot of people who bought this place or it fell into their hands somehow fell on very hard times um and bad luck came to a lot of the owners in like um in financially like maybe nicholas cage and his bankruptcy or like health issues and stuff like that um so that is what the curse of the lollary mansion is but let's get to the haunts of the lollary mansion so for over 200 years there have been ghosts reported in that mansion most are attributed to madame lollary's slaves who were tortured there horrendously Mm -hmm. um and a lot of people say that they hear like moaning and phantom footsteps um and they also hear like um 
like dragging of chains and screaming, things like that. Um, and many report that even just right outside of the mansion, being near it, they feel a very negative energy coming off of it, which I would assume that would be correct because of the the negative and like all the shit bad that went down that happened there. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of the places that we talk about that have had a lot of really terrible, awful, bad things happen all bring off a very negative energy after the fact for years and years and years, hundreds of years. Um, there are also multiple and multiple reports of a woman with long red hair glaring at them throughout the mansion. And um, Delphine, uh, Delphine actually had red hair and supposedly looked like that as well. But oh. there's no, there's no um, proof. You know, I've never, I haven't seen the ghostly redheaded figure. Um, People who visit the house today, they take a lot of photos, and those photos um, are reported having orbs and ghostly faces that they find in them. So there's a lot of activity there. Um, a lot of people believe that it's that that when the fire burnt down and they did all of the rebuilding, that it that the slaves were not a part of the ghosts that haunt it. But I don't know how the people who passed away there. Um, being like the slaves and stuff are not a part of the hauntings right because they died so violently and and horrendously so um my uh ghost sightings though start all the way back in 1870 so back in 1870 they were apartments um and the apartments held a lot of immigrant families um and like dock workers people like that um And a lot of the children of those families reported seeing and hearing a lot of different things there, but they were all kind of brushed off. Like, oh, you're just kids with wild men imaginations. No one really believed them until one night a dock worker came home and in the doorway, um, there was, um, a large African-American man blocking the stairs and he had chains on him. Um, so he, he, the dock worker, like, you know, put his hand up to like push him out of the way because he was standing in front of the stairs and he had to go to his apartment apparently. And his hand pushed right through him. And so he tried again, which <laughs> don't know why you would even try yeah. again. Um, um, the hand pushed right through him and then he just dissolved into a cold mist is what it said. Oh my God. I was like, I would be terrified if a person standing in front of me just into a cold mist like the van i i pictured the vampires and buffy you know how like when you stab them with a spike and they just yeah yeah um so that was our our first ghost sighting um in 1894 the mansion was still apartments and there was a landlord that was brutally murdered in his apartment and his apartment looked like it had been like ransacked like someone had um, gone through all of his things. His friends had said, though, before he had passed, that he said that there was a demon in his apartment and that he was not going to let him rest until he died. And then he brutally died, and no one knows how or who or what did it. Oh my God. Yeah. In the 19th century, the mansion was a school for just girls. And at first, it was the first mixed school um, 
for girls in New Orleans, but mm-hmm. due to the politics of the Reconstruction era, uh, the school was converted into an all-girls uh, primary school for only African-American girls. Mm-hmm. And they were about six to eight years old, so because it was primary school. Um, the girls reported that a phantom woman would come up and like hurt them and they would show like they had scratches on their arms and the teachers, um, the teachers would see like scratches and bruises on the girls, but they were confused at where they got that story from. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I read like in the article, they said something along the lines, like we aren't, we are pretty sure the teachers wouldn't have taught them about the Lollarie you know, mansion, but I'm like wondering, I mean, maybe they did learn about it like at home or like, you know, it is a big part of the culture back. And especially back then it was right. So I can see their parents being like, Oh yeah, yeah, that's that. That's that place where a lot of bad things happen. I mean, they were six to eight though. Would you tell your six to eight year old that, or would you wait till they're like 13? Like, I don't know what you where I don't know back in back when that was that school, what, what you would have done. But, um, they kept saying that um, that woman did this is what they said when they would show them their sc- their scratches. Uh, but unfortunately there are like no memoirs or anything confirming that that happened in that school. But um, they did, they, there was no reason for them to have known of a woman because it wasn't a part of the school like history until like it had moved on from being, a, it moved on to like a, landmark or whatever it is you know whatever mm. it is now so and a and a group of six to eight year olds could they make that much sense you know like right like could they make that much up yeah like i i understand they could make something up like oh my gosh there's something there da, 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 da. yeah but like but, have like scratches on you and say like it was that woman like i don't know it seems like a very convoluted story for people to think that they made it up um more recently there was a night that a medium came, and I know that there are a lot of mediums that have come and gone from the Lollary Mansion, but this is a specific story of uh, one of the mediums walking through the house. So she said she kept sensing um, locations before the guide told them about what was happen- ha- what had happened here. Um, she saw that there's, there's a window that's fully bricked up. She pointed to it and said, that's not where the little girl fell, because it's not. Um, the guide confirmed it. Um, she had fallen out to a window into the courtyard. The the girl that um, you talked about. Yeah. Um, she started showing a lot of heavy emotion um, and sensing the spirit of a little boy who liked to play pranks on the living and a girl who was very nervous. Um, and that same medium said, whatever happened with Lollarie doesn't visit the house any longer. Which, again, I'm really not sure I believe. Right. But anyway, uh, and then there's some experiences from a tour guide. Uh, there was a tour guide who was, he was, she was starting a tour and they were at the front door of the um, mansion. They were discussing the terrible history of the mansion and the people who lived there. And the guide felt a tug on her messenger bag. She looked behind her thinking that she was trying to be, someone was trying to pickpocket her and there was no one there. So, she went back to talking about the the mansion and, and going on with the tour. Ten seconds later, there was like a sharp yank. And again, turned around. No one. No one. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. And then another tour guide was in front of the mansion. And this is my last story. 
Um, and her group was under a street lamp that was reported to have been out for weeks, wasn't working out of order, no longer on. Um, and so she had said the name Leah, which is the girl who um, fell out of the window, and the lamp flickered on. And everyone was like, oh, my gosh. And then she said Leah's name again. And then the the lamp completely blew out. Like, I don't I, I did. I had a hard time believing that one. But it did supposedly happen during a tour. Spoopy. Spoopy. So those are the spooks. Did you get scared? I hope so. It wasn't that much. But <laughs> it was very hard actually finding legitimate, like, spooks about this place yeah like generally it's all over a bad vibe there though like that's for sure like it's it's negative energy and spooky places i wonder why (laughs) so spooky babes hope you had a good time with us today and i hope that you got a little spooked and you got a nice little history lesson and um if you guys have any spooky stories, let us know. Send them to our Instagram, Saturdays for the Ghouls, or on Facebook. And then um, we're on t- uh, TikTok, Saturdays for the Ghouls, or Twitter for the Ghouls. And um, uh, hope you had a good trip with us. Hope you had a good, a good little spooky trip with us on Spooky Week. Next week is Campfire Week, so get ready for some more spooks. And. Um, so yeah, uh, do something good for yourself. Do something good for someone else. And you matter to us. And we will see you in your nightmares. <laughs> <laughs>